Okay, welcome back to the P7 podcast, episode two with Jake and Josh. Uh, big week this week in the world of golf, Jakey. Yes, um, the Northern Trust this yeah, week. Yeah, Northern um, Trust for the PGA Tour. Biggest talking point. Um, so I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure everyone saw the uh, whitewash, I guess you could call it. Uh, what was he in the island? 11 shots. Um, and that can't go without mentioning his Friday round of 60. Um, nine under on the front nine with two eagles. Uh, two under on the back nine. So I think that left a lot of people maybe maybe wanting a bit more. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, did you see oh, the, that front nine? And then for him, sort of, I don't know if you saw his, his post-round interview. <laughs> He's just like, I'm just happy to shoot that number. It was just so yeah. cool, calm, and yeah, not disappointed to only shoot 60 when he was nine under through the front nine. Yeah. That's it. That's that's good. Um, the other thing to mention is he made more eagles than birdies over those four days. Oh, <laughs> that's just crazy. So, yeah, I don't think you need to say any more on that. Um, another mention, Scotty Scheffler, one better with the 59. Um, and funnily enough, he was six under on both nines. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. There was people saying that the back nine was harder. Um, I haven't looked at the scoring average, but yeah, it did play a little bit harder. Um, and you saw that uh, a little bit in the rounds. But to be fair, that front nine as well wasn't the easiest either. Um, so yeah. TPC Boston, which is where they had it, is renowned for being a difficult course, um, and they had to take bunkers out of fairways, et cetera, because players had complained in the past about it being too difficult. Yeah. And then DJ goes out and shoots 30 under par over four rounds. Made it too easy. <laughs> it, well, I think he had, he had five Eagles over the four rounds. Yeah. Which is just, right. yeah, ridiculous. And I think I was looking at some stats before. Here you go. So, Strokes gained off the tee, he was 3.8 strokes gained off the tee, which put him in second. Stroke gains approach, he was first with 12 shots gained <laughs> over the field. Greens in regulation for the week of 72 greens, he hit 65. Wow. Seven greens for the week. I missed more than that in one round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, overall strokes gained T to green. He was 18 strokes on the field to put him in first. Um, yeah, 23 shots gained over the field over the week. It's just, if you look at the numbers, it's just ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's next yeah. level. Um, the other other notable from that tournament was who didn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, couple of people that you wouldn't expect to see there that it's on my list. Jason Day, Abraham Ansar. Um, I haven't been following too much of Gary Woodland, but um, I'd be surprised to see him miss the cut like he did. Um, DeChambeau, Mickelson, Finau, Spieth and Cameron Champ. Mor- yeah, uh, Morikawa as well. Morikawa as well. Sorry, he did too. Yeah, um, but after coming off the PGA, I mean, that's massive. Yeah. It's, I guess, oh, there's a few guys that have performed well in both, but um, 
yeah, interesting to see and what that's um, what that's done to the FedEx Cup standings as well. Um, Dustin Johnson Johnson has gone to number one. So, JT um, in second. Yes, so still JT, Webb Simpson, um, Daniel Berger, Colin Marikawa. Um, so, yes, it'll it's be interesting, interesting to see, see how that unfolds. Yeah, who actually missed out. I mean, just recapping to, back to the Northern Trust first. Um, did you see Rory's third round implode? No, I didn't. So he had, he had two triples in about five holes. Um, and then interesting to see some comments he made after the weekend was that he's feeling burnt out. So it makes you really question these playoffs mm. and how they do it. Um, I think because of they've packed the front end of this PGA season in so tightly. Mm. Um, I mean, the end is always a little bit busier, but you know, week, week after week for so long, um, it's pretty tough. It is, yeah, and it, it has to be tough on the players, um, and I get it. And it's probably where the playoffs need to change because essentially they're not really a playoffs, are they? They're just no. playing no. three tournaments for big money to try and boost their their yearly earnings. Um, and yeah, it's. I don't know what your thoughts are on them and and changing the format, but for me, I'd like to see it sort of dwindled down instead of top 125 making the playoffs. I'd like to see it like top 64 um, and then actually do a, a match play head to head series um, and make mm, it a playoffs. Cool. Yeah. If you make it like a bracket, um, that would be I think cool. That'd be yeah. awesome. And it just add an extra, you know, layer to the PGA tour match match play. would be great. To see. Yeah. Like you want to see it like, it's what we all yeah. play competitively as, you know, local golfers. Um, yeah. So I think it'd be an interesting dynamic. For sure. For sure. Um, it'd be something, to, something just different. Um, yeah. Obviously it's stroke every week and, um, and well, that's, I guess, golf in its purest. A um, little bit of interest would be good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, leading into the FedEx Cup, Standing so obviously DJ takes number one spot, JT second. Um, who who missed out? Who missed out on this week? Um, obviously, they go to the BMW Championship um, this yep. week. Um, there's a few big names, like obviously Phil missed the cup. I'm just trying to remember, yeah. Um, sorry, it's the top 70, isn't it? Yeah, is that right? Oh, top right. About that, <laughs> but if you look about at that, <laughs> yeah, if we look outside, uh, that, uh, though, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood, yeah. Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, um, and they're the big names. Like you see, Kep- Ricky Kepka is one hundred and four. Yeah, so Kepka missed this week um, because just... of injury, pulled out due to injury. Um, but we all know, let's be honest, he doesn't give a fuck about this time of year. Um, no. Brooks is solely focused on those those four major events um, per calendar season. And let's be honest, when we when we come back to it later this year and the Masters is up for grabs and the US Open, et cetera, et cetera, um, he's going to be right there. Yeah, no doubt. No um, doubt he'll be there. Um, 
like you said, those four are really the only four on his calendar. The others just seem to fill in the time almost. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so moving on this week, we also had the ladies open championship at Royal Troon. Um, firstly, what a course. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really beats Link's goal for me, but Royal Troon. No. Nah. Incredible. Um, incredible layout. The condition was unreal. I don't know if you saw the first two rounds, but it blew and it blew yeah. hard. <laughs> so I think plus it was about nine over made the cut. Yeah. Um, and Sophia Popoff, the German, uh, first German to win yes, the major. I did say that. Yeah. So she, um, she shot seven under for the week and won it by two. Yep. Um, just played some really, really incredible golf down the stretch. Um, birdied, so either 15 or 16, um, drained a nice putt to really, really ramp it home because the, the girls were coming. Um, Minji Lee was right there. Um, shout out to Minji, the Aussie. She finished third. Um, another really good result in a major event for the ladies. Yep. Um, but Popoff was just too good. And yeah, to be the first German woman to, to win a major is yeah, it's huge, huge for the country, huge for the game. Um, so congrats to her. Um, next subject, the Corn Ferry Tour. The Aussie boy, our boy Curtis Luck, took it home. Um, so Curtis was, was really tight, actually, this week. Um, so for those of you who don't know, it was the, the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship. Um, and Curtis was two over par in his last round, um, heading to the 15th hole and went birdie, birdie on 15 and 16 and one by one shot. Yeah. So. Um, awesome finish. Yeah, really, really good. Curtis was sitting 135th in the standings before this week um, and top 25 get a PGA Tour card. So he needed a big, big finish and got it this week. That that win puts him to 18th in the standings. Um, wow. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it gets him close with the, the series and how it works. I'm pretty sure it gets him close to a start in the US Open. Okay, um, yeah. Which would be massive. So he's yeah, obviously been through, been through the ringer over the last couple of years, um, Curtis Buck. But yeah, good to see one of the Aussie good guys getting the Getting some results for Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, that about wraps up in terms of the, the major tours this week. But yeah. we want to move on to some um, club releases and some equipment. New clubs. Yes. Yeah, new equipment release. Um, do you want to start us off with yep. the Callaway range? Callaway. So we've got the Callaway Big Bertha B21. Um, so you can get this from driver to a lob wedge, I believe. Um, so the driver is, we were just looking at this before, distance any way you swing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little sceptical about this. Um, you could be hitting the ball further. That's why we're bringing out the big bertha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so the idea is low spin, high MOI. Hmm. which is also another point that point I of mean, interest. Yes. <laughs> it's almost contradictory. 
but not quite. So I think I think the idea is that they've put more weight forward um, and the head is quite big. Yeah. So, Essentially, they've um, stretched it right back, um, but put the weight forward. So it almost looks like a triangular yeah, sort of shape. It does look like a triangle um, and it sits, yeah, it does sit that way on the ground. Um, so the the idea in this, I think, well, we thought it would be aimed to higher handicaps, and it is, um, and more towards beginners. Um, but we've also looked at the price, which is around 100 less than the Maverick. Yeah, so that, essentially we I think, think it's, it's going to come in at yeah, about 700 Australian. 700 Australian. Which for a so, game improvement um, designed to sort of help your higher handicappers new to the gamers... It's just it's makes it so hard to to get people into it. I mean, it's it's a lot of money, seven hundred bucks. Um, I haven't seen the rest of the fairways, but obviously the, the increments will probably be pretty normal. Um, if we go to the irons, we're a little bit better. Um, they're around the hundred and eighty mark. Okay, um, Australian. So that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's talking very reasonable. About most, most players' irons, obviously, there's a big difference. But if you're looking at a player's iron, you're up to sort of what two sixty ish now. Yeah, to, um, to that point, like obviously they are getting quite expensive and quite up there, especially the drivers and your players' irons. But um, I think Callaway have always been pretty good with their their pricings, um, other than obviously yep. your premium premium clubs um, with their gaming. They've always got that cheaper option. Yeah, That's yeah, right. exactly right. So I think it, there's definitely a market there for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you want to... Um, yeah, yep. So um, you look at this iron, um, the offset is the first thing that really I see is it almost looks like the face is completely behind the shaft. It's not yeah. quite, but... Um, Massive amount of offset. There's a lot of offset. Obviously. Big chunky top line. Uh, long blade, big sole, all that kind of thing. Um, stronger lofts. They are using the AI technology for the face that they use in their drivers. Um, they're also saying improved turf interaction from the shaping. Easy to launch from the tungsten in the bottom. Um, yeah. Deepen the CG. Um, and... Pure feel from urethane microspheres. Um, that's the idea of absorbing vibration and that kind of thing. Um, so, yes, it's um, again catered to the higher handicapper, um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how it goes. I guess. Yeah, like um, I don't know about you, but I watched a few reviews and stuff that the guys have done on YouTube about a week. Um, and it is a little bit contradictory and sort of not everything's matching up um, with that high MOI, low spin. Um, you did see it in Mark Crossfield's review um, yeah. with him, him and coach Lockie. Um, if you haven't seen it, go have a look, but um, they The tend- interesting thing about that was that, to just quickly jump in, um, yeah, was that it. that it actually suited Lockie quite well. Yeah, which is yes. a bit weird. 
but he he has um, been to struggle with the the right miss as a right handed player. So that's this true. is essentially what it's trying to eliminate. And he found that yeah, I think he was going to test it a bit more, but potentially going in his bag um, as a yeah, yeah uh, as a pro. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, he's very interesting, and to see those results of that low spin, um, yeah, pretty promising. But then on the other hand, you have a have the review done by TXG. Um, the guys there and they didn't seem to see it um, there's probably a little bit more uh, club head speed and um, that in play but they did try to swing it a little bit easier um, but they weren't getting those those low spin as much it was good to see in their tests that they were trying to to sort of have that over the top slower cut swing which mm. is pretty typical for for your high, higher handicappers and beginners um, yeah. nice to see it but then it sort of didn't really show what they wanted it to, I guess. So Yeah, definitely something uh, to readdress and come back to for us is sort of once we get our, yeah. our hands on them, um, is just see see if we can test it and and test those theories and see what it does for us. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But the other one this week is the new Mizuno Iron Range, Maxi. Yes. So we have the JPX lineup. Um, obviously, gets an update this year, nine nineteen into nine twenty ones. Um, so you have the two I, you have the Forge, you have the Hot Metal Pro, and the Hot Metal. Um, so obviously, the tour is the most renowned one. Um, you tend to see a few non non club contracted players playing it on the tour. Um, biggest example or best example is Brooks Kepka. Um, has the 919s in the bag currently. Don't know if he's going to upgrade to the 921s or not. Um, but essentially, this just keeps up with the Mizuno traits of just looking incredible. Um, the feeling of them has always been incredible. Um, they're promoting it as sort of a new stability frame. Um, so essentially, the iron's more stable at impact um, and throughout the swing. Yep. So not as much um, toe weighted as the 919s. So they've taken a lot out of the, out of the toe um, and put it to other places across the face to try and stabilize it a little bit more. Yep. And Maxi, some good news. We have some lefty options available. <laughs> All my fellow left-handers are, um, yeah. Zuno hitting all the, yeah. Yeah, well, they yeah oh, they obviously brought in the the SEL lineup with the the MP twenties, um, and with that range, and now they've brought it in with the JPX lineup, which is great to see. Yeah. The only query I have is why they don't have a four and five iron in the tours. Um, so essentially, yes, that is a little bit strange. Yeah, essentially, it's coming as a pre-made lineup um, where you'll go. JPX tour SELs in the left-handed um, up until a five iron and then your five and four iron will be a um, forged. Yeah. And that is quite popular with a forge with blade players. Yeah. Um, but um, for someone who's using a, a nine using the tour model, I, I don't really see why you would need a five and four. They're not very small. They're mm. a good-looking iron, but they're not the smallest head. That you know, you don't look down and think, "All right, this is really small." Yeah, so, yeah. Um, 
It's sort if, of like... I mean, obviously, it will be suited to some people, but... Yeah, I think there's yeah. definitely a, a need for it, and I think they'll probably end up making them at some stage, um, at one yep, stage or another. I think so. Um, but, yeah, obviously, sort of just breaking into the market with the left-handed stuff is such a great move. Um, yeah. Because Mizuno, obviously, always well-renowned for the high quality. That's it. Um, and they've got, they do have a similar um, situation in the MP20, although they, they start at the four iron instead of the five iron. Yeah. Where they go to the HMB. So that's yeah. a little more reasonable. It's a little better. Um, um, but you'd almost want to be, yeah. So for me, that's the, the biggest point is if I wanted to make the switch to a Mizuno iron, um, then I would be looking at blades up until a certain point in the bag. And then I'd sort yep. of those, those two are um, at the top end. So do I have to make the jump from MP20 blades at a six iron to a hot metal pro or a HMB straight away? And it just seems like there's nothing in between. Uh, yeah. The, the, there's a, a big limit on how much you can do with them. You've got, well, you've got two sets now, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as comboing them goes, you're, you're stuck. Yeah. Completely. It just seems like a little bit of a hole, bit of a hole that needs to be filled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, interesting to see how well they do. Not yeah. having, you know, the left-handed market before. So um, if they do very well, I, I think that, whatever the next MP is and JPX, they, they might have um, some more options for blending. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, looks like they're going to come in at 162.50 US dollars per iron, um, yep. which in the current market works out to be about 225 Australian. Um, so whether that's set or not, I'm not sure. But if they're at that price point, then... Mizunos have been very reasonable this year. Yeah, I, I think. I, I see that doing quite well, to be honest. So then for what they're not they over are, the top at all. No, for what they are, they are an incredible iron. Yeah. Um, the Japanese metals, it's just, and, you know, we've both hit them. They feel pretty incredible. much as good as it gets. Yeah. Softest um, iron you can sort of play, especially in the 20s. Um, obviously, yeah. the JPX lineup is, you know, not as soft as the, the blades. Um but just, yeah, incredible feeling clubs always have been or hopefully always will be. Yep, that's it. Um, just another thing before we end on the Mizuno irons, the excluding the tour range, the, so the Forge, the Hot Metal Pro and the Hot Metal are actually going to be one degree stronger than the previous models. Okay. Um, since the yep. 919. So sort of moving forward of to where the other manufacturers are um, in terms of going stronger with those game improvement and sort of those chunky irons. Um, they're pushing those sort of lofts a bit stronger as well, um, which seems to be the way forward. If you want traditional it does, lofts, you obviously go yeah. to your traditional lofted clubs. It does make sense. Um, I, I did question the HMB, whether that would be too strong. Yeah. Um, having looked at the tour and myself, 17 degrees is half a degree more than my forward, which, you know, it is strong, but in saying that they don't rock it off the face, mm. they 
perform quite well. So, so it probably does work to be honest. Um, I think it's just what people make of it and say, Oh, well, it's not really a two iron. It's a one iron or, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so some news dropped this morning. I don't know. We did speak about it a little bit. Um, and it was released on golf WRX. So some photos came to light. Um, and then some information came out that the ping G four, two, five range has been released and, or not released, sorry, been added to the, the USGA's conforming list. Um, Big, big news. So if you haven't seen the photos, jump online, jump online to golfwrx.com and have a look. Um, but first first impressions, Maxi? Yeah, I mean, the the previous driver was um, awesome. I think mm. everyone loved that. Everyone who, who hit it, um, really good club. It's a similar, it looks pretty similar from the bottom. We haven't seen it from the top yet. Um, yeah, yeah. To me, that's, I mean, the, the bottom's the bottom. Um, it looks it looks fine. That's all that matters to me. Um, as long as it looks nice and clean like the last one from the top. Um, I got no issue with the little the fins. I can't remember what they called them. Um, I think, you know, it makes it, makes it ping. And it, um, yeah, it looks good. So hopefully it's just another step um, in the same direction as the last one. Yeah, well, they've actually um, released, they're going to release a Max version as well. So they're going to have the LS Tech. Um, and there's um, SF Tech as well, so the straight flight technology, like they had in the the G410, um, and then they're releasing a Max head as well, um, which will be interesting. Max seems to be the <laughs> the popular popular one that everyone's got something. Max, what have we've got? Three of them now. Yeah, so. well, you look at Alloy, Taylor Maids, now the Pings. There's all the Max yep. range, so I think there's a need for it. And you see a few um few tool players. Um, especially in the fairway woods that gaming a lot more of the maxes now. So DJ yeah. this week actually had, um, I think he had a three and a five wood in the sim max, uh, which is, I think he was playing see. the seven wood actually. The seven wood was it? I think he was playing the seven wood. Yeah. Okay. Cause he ha- um, obviously has the three on and played three on the butter knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think DJ's actually, he changes that part of his bag a lot. Yeah. Uh, he we've does. seen him, the last couple of weeks, he's got a four hybrid as well that sort of comes in and out of the bag. Um, so, I mean, it's good to have that option playing different courses and yeah. Um, yeah, Jeff. Guess what, finding what sets up for him on the course. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see where ping go with their, their marketing promotions and, and stuff in regards to release dates uh, for this one. But yeah, looking forward to, to getting it, getting a hold of it. Yep. And, um, yeah, testing it eventually. It'll be fun. So this week for the PGA Tour, mate, they are obviously going to the BMW Championship. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thoughts on who you think is going to win? I, it's tough now, isn't it? Because we've seen guys that have been pretty con- like pretty consistent um, mm. and that a few of them fell off last week. So, you know, we mentioned about Rory, is it getting to the end of the season and everyone is just exhausted? Um, Or was it just the course? Um, We'll see. But, again, DJ, last week was solid. Um, Obviously a massive win this week. So he's probably... He's a man to beat, for sure. Probably, definitely the man to beat. Um, 
And like a lot of the guys said, if he's in form, um, I think, I don't know if you saw Kevin Kisner's tweet. I think he said, if DJ's on, I just try and add to my bank account. Yeah, yeah. I just try and get so, as close to him as possible. <laughs> so, um, who knows? If he's on next week, I think the guys will just be trying to add to the bank account. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But... Um, and stay in touch with the FedEx Cup. So It'll be interesting so, to yeah. see sort of who, who can... Um... Who can really step it up this week and and t- and make a run at him? Because obviously he's the man to beat in the FedEx Cup now. And um, yeah, your likes of Morikawa and Justin Thomas sitting right behind him. Um, I think it's going to yeah. get get pretty interesting. Um, I haven't seen the course myself, um, but Olympia Fields. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's going to be pretty interesting. Got to be pretty pretty interesting to watch for sure. Uh, so make sure you tune in. I reckon. Yes, it'll be well. Like we said, it's it's getting. There's a lot of guys there that could, um, could take it out. Um, and obviously, there's some coming, stepping up now. At the end of the season, some falling off. So, um, yeah. I think it'll make for a really tight finish. Yeah. Can we just address our picks from last week too? Horrible, horrible by us. <laughs> I had Tony Finia, who didn't make the cut. Oh yes, that's true. Thanks, Big Tone. I think you went, you went Bryson, didn't you? Who did he make the cut? I, think, I don't think he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't make the cut. Yeah, Tony, I forgot Tony didn't make the cut. Oh, so don't yeah. listen to our picks, whatever you do. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> that, DJ's got to be a safe pick. You'd think so. He's yeah, he's going <laughs> to be up there unless he just sort of blows the boiler again. The other, the other one that's worth a mention is Alex Noren. Yeah. Okay. You're very boy. consistent. I'm, I love him. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he's pretty much got the best swing on the tour. Um, Very close and, to it. And, I mean, he hasn't... No one's got DJ's body. That's the thing that he's got on everyone. Um, if you're six foot four and 100 kilos, you're pretty much in prime Atypical position. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just look how athletic he swings. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so real... yeah, as far as people that aren't seven feet tall goes, I think I think Noren's on the money. Um, but yes, he's he's consistent. Um, the last three weeks, I think he's been he's been right up there. Um, yeah. So who knows? We could have someone someone like that. Yeah, which see. should be interesting to see. I'm gonna go my boy JT. I think I think he's back. I think he'll step up this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> I think it's his turn and. Um, hopefully he makes a run at him. Um, just make it interesting coming down the stretch. Um, yeah, yeah, I think JT. That about wraps us up for this week, Maxi. Yep. Um, what's on for the week ahead? Bit more work or on the grounds crew yeah. still? Yeah, bit more work on the grounds crew. That's it. <laughs> just chipping away. Treat <laughs> yourself. It's, um, yeah, it's all right. Better be better be than better being doing that than being stuck at home like I am, mate. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> don't envy you. Yeah, so but, I, haven't, I haven't been out in the pelting rain yet. So, um, if you live in Melbourne, you'll understand. It's been horrendous for too small long amounts of time. <laughs> That's the only positive about being in lockdown. We've we've had it at the the perfect timing because the weather has been. Rubbish. Yeah. The course <laughs> is wet. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. All right, we'll be back next week um, reviewing all things BMW champs. Um, come on, JT. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week.